Today, we have a slightly different mood. We have His Grace Neela Mada Prabhu, who will be speaking um, to us, as you can see in the title, The Untold Pastimes of the Lord. So Krishna has many pastimes in which we have heard, and Krishna has infinite pastimes. But, so there are many pastimes in which we may have not heard. Um, but there's a great personality, His Grace Neela Mada Prabhu, who will be giving us these insights, these untold pastimes. For those who might not know about Nilamada Prabhu, he has been serving the manor and a part of the community for over 30 years. And he's part of the temple management at Bhaktivedanta Manor. And so many devotees I've been speaking to today who have told me every time they come into the presence of Nilamada Prabhu, he always gives them a story in which they haven't heard. So like I mentioned, this talk is slightly different. It's a bit more relaxed, chilled. So sit back and try your best to absorb these amazing pastimes from none other than um, Nila Mada Prabhu. So as per usual, we always do questions. If you do have any questions, then you can always put them down in the chat and we can go through them at the end. Um, but other than that, please do take this wonderful opportunity to hear about the untold pastimes about Krishna from Nilamada Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Okay. Hare Krishna. Um, before beginning, I, I, I just want to take this opportunity, I guess, to thank the PS Milan Prabhu and Akash Prabhu uh, for giving me this wonderful opportunity to be with all of you, um, even though it's virtually. Uh, but it's, it's, it's quite an amazing time that we're living in. Uh, and, and it's becoming kind of easy to, to go on this Zoom and, and, and speak and meet. And, um, however, the 3D visual aspect of me seeing you and meeting you and hearing you is just not there. But um, thank you anyway for giving me this opportunity. Um, Om Jnanati Mirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yaina Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Namo Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Pastarya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinami Me Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyamadi Paschastari Satarine Vancha kalpato bascha, kripa sindo bhaevacha, patitanam bhavane bhyo, vaishnave bhyo, namo namaha, vaishnave bhyo, namo namaha. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda, Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasati Gauravakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, of course, this is truly a unique topic. Um, very little philosophy, if not none. It's basically very much Leela-based. Uh, and, and to really begin with a little bit of philosophy, because there has to be a little before we dive into uh, the numerous pastimes. Um, 
in in essence, when when I think of uh, the pastimes of the Lord and the pastimes of the devotees of the Lord, uh, I, I, I suppose for me, the pastimes of the devotees of the Lord are somewhat more important. Um, of course, the pastimes of the Supreme Person uh, is the utmost importance, uh, but also important are the pastimes of his devotees. So in the Bhagavad Gita, one of uh, Shruti Prabhu's very uh, favorite verses is, is the fourth uh, chapter of the ninth verse of the fourth chapter. Uh, I don't know whether, ah, right, it's come up, very good. Uh, so this is, there's a little slideshow as I speak because I'm sure that not all of you want to see me all the time. So it's better that you do look at the uh, slideshow uh, while we go through things. Uh, the, the fourth chapter, ninth verse, very famous word, verse, Janma karma chame divyam, ivam yo vititat mataha, vaktadeham punar janma, naitimam itisorujun. One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. So for, for us here, uh, the, the, the word activities, one who knows my nature, uh, a transcendental nature, of my appearance and activities. So it's so important for us to uh, dwell upon, contemplate and meditate upon the Lord's uh, appearance and his activities. And his activities are very much unlimited. Um, the appearance of the Lord, as we know, he comes every day. And he comes every day of the universe, the Sham Sundar form of the Lord. And here we have the Sham Sundar form. Uh, we are very much accustomed to the Lord's appearance uh, of, the, of the Lord's form. And, and he appears every day. Now, you may think, what, every day? But this day is the universal day. And he appears every three, 8.64 billion years. Uh, and if he were to appear every day, which he does, he's scheduled to appear, uh, then he would appear uh, within our universe 36,000 times. Now, uh, we've been told in the scriptures that uh, the universe is halfway through its existence, which would mean that he's appeared some 18,000 times. Quite unique. And of course, when he does appear, uh, his pastimes may vary a little. Uh, there are certain changes in his pastimes. Uh, they're relatively the same, um, but there's some variation. Um, the universe itself, as we know, it's mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam as well, that the universe uh, exists for 311 trillion 40 billion years. Um, so, the, the appearance of the Lord, which has only been some 5,000 years, it's just been a little over 5,000 years, 51 centuries have passed. Um, and so, in essence, the inhabitants of this planet in particular, at present, you may think it not, but I kid you not, 
are very, very fortunate. For only 5,000 years back, the Lord appeared. And only 500 years back, over 500 years back, Gauranga Mahaprabhu appeared. So this means that the inhabitants of this planet are fortunate. And currently, you may think I'm, I'm, I'm kidding you, because currently, yes, we are going through difficulties. But that's just the current affairs. So those who exist uh, on this planet and this universe are indeed most, most fortunate. Uh, the pastimes of the Lord, uh, there are of two, two types mainly. Uh, there's uh, Gokul and Goloka. Gokul are the pastimes which occur on this planet, on the Prithvi, on the Bhumi. Uh, and Golok are the spirit, is the spiritual realm. That's in the spiritual sky. So the activities which are uh, performed by the Lord in Gokul are considered to be Bhoma Vrindavan. Vrindavan Raj is where his, most of his activities are. Uh, his pastimes are there. And, and Bhoma Vrindavan is, is, is the term used for his pastimes on the earthly planet, as it were. Um, and if we were to look at just uh, a, a glimpse of the, the who's who in the family, uh, because the Lord has a vast family, and uh, we see that the Yadus, the Yadu dynasty is so exceptionally powerful. Uh, the Yadus numbered billions upon billions. Prabhupada mentions billions upon billions, if not more. Uh, there's one figure given that just to educate the Yadu dynasty's children, just the children, there were 32.8 million teachers at that time, just to educate the children. So it's a very vast dynasty. Um, and, and all the uh, dynasties are very vast. But the Yadus, uh, they originated from the Raja uh, Nahusha. Nahusha is the origin, the very first of the uh, emperors or the monarchs. And then his son, he had many sons, but his eldest son is Yayati. Yayati, uh, his son became Yadava or Yadu. So that's where the dynasty comes down from. And, and coming further and further down, there's Raja uh, Devidya. Devidya had sons, and he had three particular sons, and Surya Sen was one of them. He was the eldest, and that was a Kshatriya son. Uh, and then Kunti Boj. And then, of course, he had a Vaishya son by the name of Parjana. Parjana, he then had uh, five sons. And those five sons are of insignificance to us because the eldest is named as Upadan, and then Nandan, this is uh, Nandaraja. Nandaraja is the second son in the Vaishya side. Uh, and then Abhinandan, uh, and then Nandana. So he had in total five. And then on the other side, uh, Surya Sen had his eldest son, uh, Vasudev, 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 and then of course, uh, Krishna. So Krishna, naturally we know from the Bhagavatam, uh, that Krishna then had uh, 116,108 queens, each and every queen gave him 10 sons and one daughter. So uh, the Lord had 
160,000 sons. And then he became, you know, a grandfather and a great grandfather. And that's how the Yodu dynasty uh, went further and further, uh, expanded further and further. Um, so if we were to first just look at um, the family tree of Srimati Radharani, I do believe that's the next slide where was controlling that. Um, it's, it's a very simple tree there. And, and we see that there are principally three siblings of Prashubanu and Kirtidar. Uh, Prashubanu is the father of Srimati Radharani. Kirtidar is the mother. And we then have Shridam as being the brother of Srimati Radharani. Uh, and we have a younger sister called Ananga Manjari. And Ananga Manjari is quite interesting. But before we get to her particular pastime, let's just mention that um, there are naturally brothers which Brishabhanu had. And Chandrabhanu is the one of the sons, one of the brothers. And Chandrabhanu uh, has Shubal and Chandravali as children. Shubal is one of the principal gopas. He is one of the uh, intimate friends of Krishna uh, and he's Radharani's first cousin. And then, of course, we have Chandravali. Now, Chandravali, uh, spitting image of Shrimati Radharani, Chandravali uh, Devi is uh, so identical and she wears, the attire she wears is green. That's how you can uh, differentiate that this is Chandravali and this is Shrimati Radharani. Um, so they're very important personalities. Uh, within Krishna Leela, within Srimati Radharani's Leela. Um, and of course, uh, seldom do we hear of Radharani's sister. And that's Ananga Manjari. Ananga Manjari, a very interesting personality, because as we all know, what is God's business? What is Krishna's business? His family business is, in actual fact, grazing cows, right? He will go to the fields, uh, we know that Nandaraja specifically has 900,000 cows um, and he will graze them all. And one particular, one particular day when the grazing is going on, uh, both Krishna and Balaram, they appear at Govardhan. Now Govardhan Hill is indeed the most favorite place because Govardhan has all the facilities which they need. Or it's, it's actually a very, very opulent uh, mountain, which has all the facilities. So Krishna loves being on Govardhan Hill. Um, he sports there a lot. Uh, and by the time they get there, it's like midday. By the time they leave, when Krishna does leave, it's a big festival. Uh, it's uh, Mother Yashoda comes out from her palace again and again to, to make sure that Krishna's attire is appropriate and that he has all the, uh, uh, all the paraphernalia which he needs. He has a nice packed lunch uh, just in case he gets hungry during the day. So all this preparation is made on a daily basis. So by the time Krishna gets there, by the time he gets there, on Govardhan, he then disappears. So Balaram is thinking, what is this brother of mine doing? Every time there's work to do, 
the guy disappears. Wait, look, what's going on? He seems to not want to do any work. Any, when it comes to work, then he's always disappearing. So then Balaram looks, where is this Krishna? He looks and looks, he's looking around the entire Govardhan. And he, he climbs to the topmost uh, part of the Govardhan hill. And then he looks and at a distance, he sees the Lord, he sees Krishna. And he sees the Lord at a distance and he's thinking, what is this guy doing? It's the middle of the day and the Lord Krishna is performing his rasa dance? Unheard of. So Balaram was quite intrigued. He's thinking, okay, I've got to investigate further. So he, he gradually uh, climbs down and goes towards where Krishna is performing his rasa dance. And he gets nearer and nearer. He gets nearer and he sees that Krishna has expanded himself into many, many forms, dancing, because it's the rasa dance. Middle of the day, no doubt. But then he is utterly, utterly surprised because he sees that he's actually dancing with just one gopi. And he's thinking, but generally Krishna dances with various different gopis. How is it that this one gopi is also expanded? He's mesmerized. And of course, when he takes a look further, he notices that this one gopi, who has also expanded into the same number of forms as Krishna, is none other than Srimati So Balaram is thinking, my Lord, this gopi is certainly very, very special. Um, I don't particularly know much of her, but I want to render some service. Uh, I want to render service unto her. So then therefore, Balaram, Balaram has his own tattva. Balaram tattva expands into Ananga Manjari. And Ananga Manjari is, then becomes the younger sister of Srimati Radharani. And she's very much subservient to Srimati Radharani. And this is Balaram tattva. So uh, the younger sister of Radharani is truly very, very unique. And of course, we seldom hear of her. Um, and she most certainly is a powerful person. Uh, a manjari means a maidservant, so she is indeed very much subservient to Srimati Radharani. And of course, when Srimati Radharani appeared, now this is the first meeting, the first meeting of Krishna. Radharani appears, Krishna's already appeared uh, in Bhuma Vrindavan. He's appeared and uh, as always, when the Lord is even um, a, a mere toddler, even prior to a mere toddler, an infant is very naughty. He will cause havoc. So when Radharani appeared, something unique happened. For she would not open her eyes. Days went by. Everyone in the family, Prashubhanu Maharaj, Kirtidhar, Maharani Kirtida, everyone is so very worried. Why is this girl not opening her eyes? Yes, she's conscious. Um, the baby, could she be blind? She's not opening. So then word spread throughout the whole of Braj that the daughter of Brishabhanu, 
Kirtidar could be blind. So she just wouldn't open her eyes. On the sixth day, a huge festival took place and everyone was invited. And it was a very uh, joyous occasion. However, the baby was just not opening her eyes. Radharani was kept in the inner chambers of the palace. And the family of Nandaraja, the family of Nandaraja, they want to leave Nandagram. Now, Nandagram, in, in essence, we have Varshana. Anyone, anyone of you have been to um, Vrindavan? Quite a unique place because on one side you have Varshana and on the other side you have Nandagram. And of course, in the middle in, uh, is Jabat. But Nandagram, uh, the journey is quite unique. It's very, uh, very, very auspicious. So everyone from the family of uh, Raja, uh, Nandaraja, appears at the palace of Maharaj Prashubhanu for this festive occasion. And of course, of course Krishna is really uh, agitated. He wants to immediately uh, run around. And, and when they get into the inner chambers, um, he notices where Srimati Radharani has been kept. So somehow or the other, he is let loose and he enters one particular uh, room, one particular chamber, uh, which then leads into the inner chamber of where Radharani was kept. And in that uh, chamber, he was looking very Srimati Radharani, couldn't quite find her. So in that chamber, he caused havoc. He ruined the entire chamber. Everything toppled over when everyone realized that uh, where is Krishna? And then the tumultuous sound of things dropping everywhere. They realized that this little child has gone into that chamber. So they were running in there. And then he noticed, the Lord notices is a third chamber. And he enters that chamber. He sees the cot and he goes straight to the cot you see this picture there he climbs up and there he sees enchanting Shumati Radharani and of course as we know sooner Shumati Radharani sees the Lord sees well its presence is there she opens her transcendental eyes and she takes darshan of Krishna and this is the first person she takes darshan of and this is why in essence she had her eyes shut for she wanted to see a Supreme Lord. Um, so quite a unique, unique um, pastime there. Uh, this is uh, the first meeting of the two, of the two Lordships, um, Srimati Radharani and, of course, Lord Krishna. And as time goes by, I mean, some of these, uh, incidentally, some of these pastimes, I've, um, I speak on them in a chronological order. So as time goes by, a very unique thing happens. For Srimati Radharani has a unique experience. She is in the uh, palace of Maharaj Prashubhanu and in the courtyard. I mean, Radharani and her sakis and her friends uh, as toddlers, toddlers, mere toddlers, but very uniquely, they are also worshipping Krishna 
as in a deity form. So outside in the courtyard of the palace, the girls are playing. And in the middle, they establish a little murti, a little deity of Krishna. And the gopis are running around the deity, the deity of Krishna, all the maidservants of Radharani. Radharani is very excited. She's also running around in the courtyard. Um, and it seems as that they are actually worshipping Krishna. They've not really had the opportunity because they're mere toddlers to actually associate or be with Krishna. Not at this stage, but soon they will. And as they are playing, someone very interesting person is flying by Braj. He's a Munivar, a very powerful Muni, and we all know him very well. He is Durvasa Muni. We can see the next slide because this personality, Durvasa Muni, gives a very special boon in due course. Radharani is playing in this Munivar, Durvasa. Now, Durvasa Muni is an expansion of Lord Shiva, so he. Uh, is very easily pleased, but is also very, very easily displeased. You get anything wrong with Durvasa Muni, you've had it. So he notices as he is traveling, he notices that the palace of Maharaj Prishabhanu is right underneath him. And he sees in the courtyard, there's some activity going on. So he goes nearer and nearer, he enters the courtyard and he comes right there in the middle when he lands when he gets to the middle all the gopis who are playing there all the little children all the little girls they just disappear they run because if you can imagine Duvasamuni is quite a powerful person a ghastly uh, appearance because he's an ascetic but one person, Srimati Radharani, pays her obeisance and with folded hands, she offers prayers and says to the Muni, is there anything I can do for you? How can I serve you? This is a mere toddler girl. When Durvasa heard these sweet little words, he immediately understood that this child is actually the cause of Mahalakshmi. This child is the cause of Mahalakshmi. He was quite elated. But just to test the child, Srimati Radharani, he said, yes, maybe I can, I can get a little sweet rice. Maybe you can make something for me. I'm hungry. Srimati Radharani was quite surprised. Wonderful. So she immediately went into the kitchen. She went into the kitchen and Mother Kirtidar was there and she asked Mother Kirtidar, I want these in ingredients. I want some camphor, I want milk, I want sugar, I want various little spices. Kirtidar said, why, why, why do you need these things? Oh, we have a very important guest. She's wondering who's the guest? So immediately then Radharani cooks. She cooks this amazing kheer. She makes sweet rice, unique sweet rice. She then takes this offering, as it were, to the Munibar. 
when Durvasa Muni had this nectar, he was in ecstasy. He was so very, very pleased. And that's when he uh, benedicted uh, Radharani. He gave her the boon that whatever you make, it'll never be the same. It'll always be different. Whatever you make, it'll never be the same. And whatever you make will be absolute nectar. And that's why in due course, Krishna will only take Srimadhi Radharani's cooking as time goes by. So a, a very unique boon, something quite truly unique. And of course, if we then go to Krishna's side, this is uh, a, a unique pastime, and you've all heard it so many times. It's during the Damodar Leela. The Damodar Leela, we all know, because every year we are so very much accustomed to it. And this particular pastime is of when uh, the Yamala Arjun trees, because the entire Damodar Leela is all about um, Krishna pulling these trees. And if we were to contemplate, because actually you could give a whole class just on this, you can spend days and days just talking about this. Um, and uh, the, 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 the pastimes in this, this particular book, which is written and compiled by Shivaram Maharaj, it's uh, Sri Damodar Janani, uh, the mother of Damodar, a very elaborate, uh, detailed account has been given. And when uh, the Lord, he is bound, now he is bound in a public place on the street with the public grinding mortar. And he's bound as, as we know, the rope is always two inches too short. But when he's bound, the gopas come and visit him. And they're quite embarrassed. His friends are there. The public moog is, is coming to and fro on the streets. And they are actually thinking, why is this child bound? Why is he? And obviously, Mother Damod, uh, uh, the mother, Mother Yashoda has left. She goes back inside the house, the palace. Why? Because there's no one around in the palace. There's only a couple of maidservants. And Krishna, as we know, has made an absolute mess in the palace. Every room coming down to the chambers, it's all a mess because of him. So naturally, someone has to clear up. So he's bound. The mother has, has tied him up on the, on the uh, mortar. And his, his friends visit him, Madhumangal, Shubal, all these personalities come. And as they, as they are there, they giggle and they tease him that, how is it that you're bound? And Krishna says, look, don't worry about that. What you do is you go back to your houses and uh, stash, stash away all the sweets, all the cakes and all the meat sweets and everything you can get hold of. And we will later on have a picnic, have a picnic. So you just go. Of course, they all left. And then Krishna thought, okay, how, how do I get out of, get out of myself? And opposite, uh, he notices the beautiful pavilion, the beautiful park and pavilion. He notices it very well. And uh, there he notices the gates leading into the pavilion and then he begins to tug. And of course, 
this is a huge grinding motor. The Lord tugs and tugs and this grinding motor topples. And as it topples then, the Lord then crawls, taking this massive grinding motor with him. And he enters through the gates. And as the grinding motor hits the gates, the gates smash into smithereens. Because the motor is so heavy. And the, the Lord is just crawling. He crawls and crawls towards the Yamla Arjun trees. The Yamla Arjun trees are an X. There's a little diagram there, a little painting picture uh, where the trees are actually straight. But in actual fact, the trees are, are an X. And the trees uh, were very, very favorite pastimes, places where the gopas would play. Yamla means twin, twin trees. And Arjun, Arjun, the, the name Arjun of the trees was given. Why? Because one of the 12 gopas, one of the principal gopas of Krishna, friends of Krishna, uh, he's Arjun. And Arjun had, he was very, very much attached to these trees. On a daily basis, he's playing underneath these trees because the, the trees were an X. And so the, 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 the boys would crawl underneath and, and enter through, and it's like being in a cave. Uh, and, and this particular sucker of Krishna, this particular friend, Arjun, was very much attached. And therefore, the whole of Braj named these trees as being Yamala Arjun. So Krishna is heading towards these trees in a, in a very rapid and uh, majestic manner. And as he's crawling and crawling faster, he's virtually running, um, the, the grinding mortar creates a path because it's a nice pavilion, it's a nice foresty area beyond the gates. You had the, the street where the grinding mortar was, the kind of the town center as it were, and, and then you have the pavilion. So as he then enters and goes through the two trees underneath X, naturally the mortar is wedged. And as the mortar is wedged, the Lord appears on the other side. He then just tugs a little bit and immediately the trees come tumbling down. Immediately they crash down. And as we know, then the two personalities appear. But as the two uh, persons, the two demigods, uh, begin their prayers to the Lord, as we know, Krishna is not interested. He's not particularly interested. Instead of hearing these prayers uh, by the two demigods, instead, what does he do? He treats the, the grinding water like a yo-yo. He tosses it further down, away from the trees, and, and then it, it, it winds up the ropes wind up, it coils, then the grinding water comes back. And Krishna's just playing. He's playing with his feet. He's tossing the, the water to and fro, to and fro. And finally, the prayers come to an end. Uh, Krishna is then thinking, okay, I'd better scarper. I'd better leave this scene because otherwise it's going to be too much for me. So he then goes further down. He takes the mortar with him because he's quite uh, attached to the mortar. Uh, and he goes further down where there are plenty of trees. And when he goes further down, he sees the trees. He 
climbs on top of the trees and he waits for his friends because he has told his friends we, we will have a picnic and in due course his friends turn up and they have a unique picnic there all the meat sweets are there and everything is there towards the end of the day mother your shoulder is getting worried where is my son and how has he escaped the whole of Raj are thinking where is Krishna and by that time, Nandaraja has appeared. Nandaraja appears and he says, where is Krishna? Yashoda said, I, I'm not quite sure. He seems to have disappeared. Nandaraja then realizes that, okay, these Arjun trees, the Yamla Arjun trees have collapsed. Uh, Krishna's got to be around here. He goes further down and he sees, Krishna sees that his father is coming. And Krishna thought he was going to be in trouble for what he had done. So immediately he says to his friends, you all disappear. I've got to do a bit of acting. So he runs to his father and he's, he embraces his father. And he says to his father, you have now rescued me for mother. Ma has tied me. She had tied me. She was so very cruel to me. She punished me unnecessarily. And you have rescued me. Nice line after that. That Nandaraja uh, rescued me, and Nandaraja's thinking, Krishna, how is it that your mother tied you? What is the why did she tie you up? What for? Very, very, um, very emotional situation there. Uh, Nandaraja was thinking, My Lord, how is it Krishna's tied? Takes Krishna back to the palace and in one sense, Mother Yashoda is now feeling very guilty and perturbed. And Krishna makes sure that he has actually been in trouble. He's the one who's been so naughty in, in uh, uh, mistreating the whole, all the chambers and the bakun and everything. He was being so naughty, but he turned the entire situation around, which is typical of Krishna. And as a result of that, um, Nandaraja rescues him. Krishna does not uh, talk to his mother, doesn't eat the, uh, whatever she's cooking, and she, he completely ignores her for several days. He will only eat whatever uh, Rohini Devi has cooked. Uh, and so Mother Yashoda, after several days, was becoming more and more um, concerned. And finally, uh, Nandaraja said to Krishna, that please forgive your, your mother. Um, she's so much in separation of you. Um, and, and so then eventually uh, Krishna um, forgives his mother for tying him up. And, and she's then allowed to, to cook for him and care for him. Um, so quite a unique uh, set of uh, um, events take place there. Um, and, and that particular pastime is, is indeed very, very um, uh, relevant for us and it's very close to us because of the Kartik month and because of of the importance uh, of it all um, of course as uh, time goes by Krishna is always always displeasing Srimati Radharani every time and he's he's never able to satisfy her and every time whenever there's a meeting of both of them he is always late the Lord is constantly late 
and 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 so many on many occasions uh radharani becomes very much um she becomes fed up of the lord which is natural because if she's going to be stood up if any girl's going to be stood up naturally she's not going to like it um so one time one time which which is quite interesting is is when the lord is given a time and place for meeting shrimati radharani and it's got to be during that time because if radharani is late if radharani is late then what will happen what will happen sorry if krishna is late what will happen it'll be curtains she will not see him again so this was a very important um pastime which which takes place and as radharani is waiting the time is ticking a particular time has been given krishna is on his way krishna's on his way to meet shrimati radharani uh krishna prior to that is always mentioning that please forgive me for i have always constantly let you down so krishna is on his way and something quite unusual occurs as krishna is about to get to the place where shrimati radharani is from absolutely nowhere chandravali grabs krishna's hand and pulls him into the grove he pulls him she she's he, he, she pulls him into her little area now chandravali as we know she is radharani's first cousin um and she is uh, always competitive she's always trying to grab krishna's attention um and and of course her sidekick is padma devi padma devi is a, a, a unique unique personality because uh, she is the best friend of chandravali uh, it's just like uh, radharani her best friend is lalita shaka uh, and and lalita devi is is uh, very close to shrimati radharani so similarly uh, chandravali's best friend is padma and together with padma devi chandravali they always together in somehow or other grab krishna's attention grab krishna's association before he gets to shrimati radharani so chandravali grabs him now when she she then begins her uh, tearful mood in saying that look you know you never spend any time with me so you please remain with me but krishna is anxious krishna is thinking hang on i've been told to be with radharani i need to be somewhere else i can't be here and in the sky flying is a parrot now in vraj there are many many parrots there are hundreds of thousands millions of parrots but tusi maharani specifically has 100000 parrots now these parrots are no ordinary personalities uh they are an intricate very very intricate um spy network very very intricate spy network which tusi maharani has and the chief of those parrots the main guru his name is daksha every important personality has a parrot radharani's parrot as we know is uh shukadev shuka shuka means parrot shukadev goswami shrimati radharani's parrot 
And Srimati Radharani is very attached to him. Um, so attached that uh, Shukadev would perch on Radharani's uh, left arm. Perch on Radharani's left arm. And Radharani with her right palm, on her right palm, would have pomegranate seeds. She would personally uh, peel the pomegranate seeds and she would personally feed her parrot. And Shukadev, the parrot, would come and take the seeds of pomegranate. So this is how um, attached, can you imagine uh, uh, how important this particular parrot is to Shubhati Radharani. So, um, Draupadi Maharani, she has her parrot. Her parrot's name is Nilamani. So, Tulsi Maharani, her chief parrot is Daksha. Daksha has 100,000 parrots underneath him. And they have an entire net, spy network throughout the, the whole of Raj. And they generally spy on what Krishna is doing. And they'd report everything back to Radharani and Lalita Devi and no doubt uh, Vrinda Devi. And so on this occasion, this parrot is flying by and he notices that Krishna is with Chandravali. And as soon as he notices that Krishna is with Chandravali, he flies to where Radharani is. And where Radharani is, he tells her that Krishna is actually with Chandravali. So if you can imagine, Radharani is devastated. That why is this going to be? I gave him a specific time, a specific place, and still he hasn't arrived. Where is he? Eventually, the Lord releases himself somehow from Chandravali. And he runs to where Radharani is. By that time, Radharani has given up and she's about to leave. Somehow, by Krishna's potency and Krishna's arrangement, he gets to where she is, he pacifies her, he begs for forgiveness, and that's where you see that wonderful picture. And Krishna is attempting again and again that please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And eventually she does. And the pastime there comes to an end. And of course, there are occasions when Srimati Radharani is, has been um, unable to see Krishna on a daily basis. It's very, very difficult sometimes for, for them to meet because uh, Krishna, his palace, Nandagram, other side is Varshana, in between, it's a triangle, in between is Jabat. And Jabat is Radharani's uh, house, future house. Um, it's, it's her Sasri, would say in Gujarati, but it's where she's married. And so at one particular time, she's there. And unfortunately, she's not able to see Krishna. Very unfortunate. She's in so much acute, acute um, separation of Krishna. And as she is then waiting and waiting, Krishna is nearby. And Krishna's feeling, how the heck am I going to see Srimati Radharani? How will I be able to see her? 
it's so difficult to see her. So he's wondering, he's thinking, what can I do? How can I, you know, he's, he's very much depressed. And Shubal, Shubal is there amongst the other friends. And Shubal, if you remember, Shubal is actually Radharani's first cousin. And so he says to Krishna, why are you so perturbed? Krishna mentions, well, I'm so perturbed because I can't get to see Radharani. Oh, she's inside. Jabot, she's inside the chambers. She's all, she's virtually imprisoned. It's very difficult for me to come inside. And then Krishna said, look, I have a plan. Shubhal said, anything, what can I do? Krishna says, well, you know, you, you are very close to her. And you are like the pet of uh, Jyotila. Jyotila is the mother-in-law of Shrimati Radharani. You're the pet. So why don't you enter there and somehow bring her out? And then we could meet. So Shubha said, okay, it's a pretty good idea. Yes, why don't I do that? So Shubha is about to leave. And Krishna says, well, hang on a minute. Before you leave, um, you might be caught inside the fortress, as it were. You might be caught and Jyotila will ask you that why are you here? So I tell you what, take this calf and you say that this calf was running around and got lost and I'm ending up being here and, she, and you're rescuing the calf. So that was a good idea to take the calf with him. So Shubal then takes the young calf in his, in his hands, enters Jabat, enters inside, undetected, enters the inner chambers of Shrimati Radharani. All the maidservants of Radharani are there and they are so very delighted to see Shubal. Radharani is very much uh, lamenting um, she rises up and she notices that Shubal is here. And of course, when she sees Shubal, because it's the brother, she's truly delighted because she knows that if Shubal is here, this means Krishna is very much around. And Shubal then releases the calf and the calf is in the chambers as well. And um, Shubal then mentions that, look, um, Krishna wants to be with you, uh, you need to leave. And Radharani said, well, how can I leave? You know, I'm, I'm virtually in a prison here. So then Radharani said, well, look, you know, why don't we do one thing? You dress uh, as me and I dress as you. We exchange our attires. How about that? So of course, when they do exchange their attire, when they ch exchange their clothes, Radharani is the spitting image of Shubhal. And Shubhal is the spitting image of Shrimati Radharani. And of course, uh, Shubhal remains there. Radharani then leaves dressed as uh, Shubhal. And this is the very important pastime of Gopastami Leela, 
which is the next uh, you'll see on the slide there. Gopasta Mille's very uh, important pastime of when Shrimati Radharani is dressed as Shubal. And when she leaves, she also takes the calf because the calf is an important person. <laughs> and as she leaves, and she's about to vacate the premises, Jyotila, the mother, notices that Shubal is here because she's thinking that this is Shubal. And she's so delighted. She says, Subal, you're here. That's wonderful. Uh, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm, I'm just rescuing this calf because Krishna is very much nearby. Uh, Krishna's nearby? Chutila is alarmed. No, no, Krishna cannot come anywhere near here. You please leave. I don't want Krishna here. So immediately then, Shubal or Radharani leaves and goes to where Krishna is sitting. Krishna is sitting in nearby Sankat, Erekur Sankat is sitting on this rock. He is in so much uh, dejected mood. He's so dejected, he's depressed, he's somewhat despondent. And he is so very, very affected. Why? Because he's so much hankering for the association of Srimati Radharani. And as Srimati Radharani enters that grove, and um, dressed naturally as a gopa. Uh, Krishna's being fooled here because Krishna then thinks that, okay, this is Shubal. And Krishna then asks that, okay, so where is, um, where is Radharani? Were you successful in your mission? Where's Srimati Radharani? And Srimati Radharani, dressed as a gopa, dressed as Shubal, thinks, well, let me not reveal my identity. And she mentions, you know, Krishna, I'm really sorry, but I failed in my mission. I couldn't lure her out. I couldn't manage it because the whole place is a fortress. There was no way I could manage it. And so then Krishna, he begins to cry. His tears coming from down, rolling down his cheeks. And he's thinking, is there any way I'm going to see her? He's so very affected. And when Radharani notices that Krishna is in such a pitiful, pitiful uh, situation, she caves in. She really, really thinks, okay, I can't carry on with this uh, disguise of mine. What does she do? How does she reveal who she is? She lifts her turban. Naturally, she's wearing a turban. All gopas have turbans. You'll see in the uh, picture here and the deities there, Radharani has a beautiful turban. And she lifts, and when she lifts her turban, her hair comes down. And that's when Krishna realized that this is Srimati Radharani. Srimati Radharani ki jai. Wonderful pastime. And again, these pastimes are so very, very nicely explained in uh, good detail uh, within the Navavraj Mahima, uh, Shivaram Maharaj's uh, book. There are nine volumes. Um, and and just behind me, I've got the empty boxes here. Um, and the books are over there. Uh, so it's very, very relishing. Um, and, and of course, when... Uh, 
Krishna eventually leaves Vraj. He eventually leaves Vrindavan. And it's a very sad occasion. When he's leaving, it's a very sad occasion. And this picture is when Akrura um, takes Krishna away. And of course, Akrura, Akrura means uh, one who is not cruel. Cruel means cruel. And Akrula, Akrur means one who is not cruel. But the gopis here, they are dressing uh, Akrura as being the most cruelest person. Why? Because he's taking Krishna away. Uh, there's a big picture in the temple president's office. Uh, and many times I, I look at that picture and, and it really is truly fascinating. Um, and as Krishna is then being taken away to Mathura, and of course he doesn't come back for many, many years. For over 25 years, he doesn't come back. And he tells the gopis there that, oh, he'll be back in a couple of days. Don't worry, I've just got to you know, take care of Kansa, um, establish uh, Mathura, um, and, and I'll come back in a couple of days. So don't worry. So he's reassuring them. But he doesn't come back for many, many years. Fortunately for them, uh, it, they are in true, true separation. So as Krishna leaves, as Akrura is taking Krishna away, what occurs? Something very unique. In this picture, it's not there. But in the picture, which is in the temple president's office, there are actually two chariots. One chariot is uh, at a certain distance behind, and that chariot has the, the senior gopas. Uh, that chariot is driven by um, Nandaraja. Nandaraja is there with the gopas, and they are thinking that we have to give Krishna um, a protective escort. So they are protecting Krishna's chariot, uh, Krura's chariot. Um, so as they're about to leave the province of Vraj, a unique personality is flying in the airways. And this person, he is one of the suckers of Krishna, one of the friends of Krishna. Uh, and he is a very Herculean chap, very well built. And he immediately jumps right in front of the chariot blocking. Now this is after uh, the Lord has left the gopis um, and, and, he, and this person just comes right down and he blocks the chariot. Krishna and Balaram immediately know who this is. This is a gopa whose name is Lutra. Lutra is a very unique person because he has the ability to just block and he mentions to Krishna that you didn't even tell me that you're about to leave. And Krishna says, well, don't worry. I, you know, I'll, I'm gonna be, I'll be back very soon. And this Gopa, he said to Krishna and Balaram, well, let's have the final picnic. Let's sit and eat because I know that you chaps have the best food stuff. Uh, Mother Yashoda has packed you kachoris and samosas and gulabs and Laglu, Laglus, and all these things are with you. All I have is a couple of things, a couple of preparations which my mother has given me, but you have a lot more. So let's have a picnic. Akrura is thinking, are we ever going to get to Mathura? 
are, are we going to be stopped every, you know, so often? And so he turns to Krishna and Bhairam and says, look, we really don't have time. I need to get you there because otherwise it will be the chop for me. Krishna says, look, only a few minutes, it won't take long. So they come off the chariot, they sit and they have this wonderful picnic, beautiful picnic. And uh, Lutra, because he's very stout, he's very Herculean, he takes everything, eats everything. And then towards the end, he said, when will you be actually back? Krishna says, no, I'll be back. It won't be, it won't take long. So he said, I will remain here in this position until you get back. Krishna said, no, you can't do that. You must go home. So no, I will remain here because I, I want to make sure you come back, you come back to Vraj. And of course, Krishna mentions that, yes, okay, this person, he remains in that spot. In that spot, he remains. He doesn't move an inch. And this personality in Ram Leela is none other than Hanuman. Krishna Leela, he is a gopa by the name of Uttar. And in Chaitanya Leela, as we know, he is none other than Morari Gupta. So a very unique personality, truly unique. And so, of course, when Krishna does get to Mathura, um, an entire episode is there. He, uh, he stays there, of course, and for many, many years, he doesn't um, come back to uh, Vrindavan. Um, and as Krishna leaves, he's planning to leave and, and his pastimes on Bhuma Vrindavan is coming to an end. His pastimes in uh, Gokul is eternal. It, sorry, his pastimes in Golok is eternal. In Gokul, he is about to end his pastimes. And when he leaves, a truly unique uh, occurrence has been uh, uh, detailed in the Chaitanya Mangal. Chaitanya Mangal, this very uh, interesting pastime has been given. And uh, Japutaka Maharaj's book, one of his books uh, entitled Goranga, uh, there's this account which has also been uh, given. So when Krishna's left, there's one person who is looking for him. And it's the brother of Srimati Radharani. Sridham realizes that uh, Krishna has left. He's heard that Krishna's left. So he's thinking, is Krishna, has Krishna actually left? So what happens, he, he goes everywhere. He enters Dwarka and again, Krishna is not there. He enters other provinces. He even comes to Hastinapur and again, Krishna is not there. Everyone tells him that Krishna is gone. So eventually he thinks, no, Krishna has to be in Vrindavan. Let's go back to Vrindavan. Let's go and, and, and enter uh, Govardhan. Let's go to Govardhan. And of course, when he enters Govardhan, he doesn't find Krishna. He enters the cave within Govardhan. 
Now, underneath Govardhan, there are caves, and these caves are, are very, very opulent. So he enters this cave, and he sees that no one's around, Krishna's not around. By this time, Sridham has definitely had enough of searching. In this majestic environment, and he sees, he notices in this chamber, which is a cave, he sees the couch, which is a majestic couch, and he's thinking, okay, let me just sit here. Maybe Krishna will come. Maybe he'll appear. So he sits there. A month passes. A year passes, he's still there. A decade passes. He's still there. Then a century passes. A millennia passes. And he's still there. Unique. Four and a half millennia later, four and a half thousand years later, he's still there. By this time, Goranga Mahaprabhu is on the planet. He's here. And when Mahaprabhu eventually gets to uh, Vrindavan, he gets to Govardhan, and when Mahaprabhu he, he is there, he mentions to Lord Nityananda that there's one personality who has been uh, waiting for me for a long, long time. Go and fetch him. Lord Nityananda, obviously, he's uh, a very unique personality. He says, well, why do I have to go? Why can't you go yourself? And Mahaprabhu said, no, you go. You go and fetch this guy. Nityananda, he leaves and he enters Govardhan, he enters the cave. He sees the cave underneath, he enters that cave, and there, on that couch, on that majestic couch, he sees this unique personality. He enters near there, and there he sees that this person is in Samadhi. He's sleeping. Nityananda shouts the name of Lord Chaitanya. Gauranga! 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 And this personality comes out of the samadhi which he's in. His eyes wide open. And he says, oh, Balaram, it's you. You're here. If you are here, then Krishna is here. Take me to Krishna. Lord Nityananda says, well, I'm Nityananda, but I'll take you to Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he's taken there. And Sridham meets Gauranga Mahaprabhu. And when they meet, is they're about to embrace. They're about to embrace. And Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sees that the Sridham is much taller. Because in the previous yuga, Everyone was very tall. And so what does he do? He grabs, because Mahaprabhu is seven, eight foot tall. He grabs the chin of Sridham. And then he puts both his feet on Sridham's feet, tugs at it, pulls him down to a sensible height. And he then mentions that you are now Abhiram Thakur. So Abhiram Thakur, Sridham, Abhiram Thakur, 
is the personality, a very important personality in Mahaprabhu's pastimes. Uh, finally, we come to a pastime which is uh, incredibly unique. We come to a pastime when Krishna leaves. And he leaves, and this is a, a, a little detail that's been given in the Chaitanya Mangal, uh, and, and a lot more detail has been given in this particular book called Krishna Rejoy. This, uh, this book um, has been written by a personality by the name of Gunjaraj Khan. Gunjaraj Khan was a contemporary of Mahaprabhu. Uh, this is the latest edition, um, and, and this compilation, Krishna Vijoy means victorious Krishna. And it's, it was in, in, initially written in simple Bengali, simple Bengali language. And when Mahaprabhu got hold of this scripture, um, it was compiled in 1473. Mahaprabhu got, got hold of it and he read it and, and he was very happy with it. Uh, and, and, and he, um, he really liked the, the scripture. Of course, now it's been translated and there an account has been given of uh, the um, departure of the Lord. And the departure is, is quite unique. And it begins, um, it begins with when Narada Muni uh, visits Dwarka. Now that's a very famous um, painting there. You'll see a picture there of when Narada Muni visits. And Krishna enters Dwarka for the final time. And when he enters Dwarka, he goes immediately to the palace of Rukmini. And Rukmini is so very perturbed. And she's thinking, Krishna is coming here for the last time. He will not come back again. So she is very much um, uh, despondent. Krishna, when he enters, he says to Rukmini, why are you so affected? What's the problem? What, what, what's the issue here? Why are you so um, sad? Have the children misbehaved? Um, has your mother-in-law been cruel to you? Uh, you know, what's the problem? And that's when she mentions, well, actually, you're coming here for the final time. You'd soon be leaving. You've been here for 125 odd years. You'd be leaving. Now, outside the palace, Narad Muni is looking in. When Krishna notices through the window that Narad, Naraji is there, he immediately goes out and he immediately brings Narad Muni inside. He's the guru. He gives him the Vyasasan and Narad then sits on the Vyasasan. And immediately the Lord instructs the maidservants and Rukmini Devi in particular, uh, they begin to wash the guru's feet. Rukmini Devi is um, offering water um, and Krishna is actually washing the feet of the spiritual master. And as he's washing, he notices that Naraji is very sad. Now, Narad Muni being sad is unheard of because he's constantly glorifying the Supreme Lord. He's constantly performing Sankirtan. How can, how is it that Narad is sad? Unbelievable. And he asks, why are you so sad? Narad said, Kaliyuga is about to appear. It has appeared. And you, your pastime will come to an end. So my problem is, 
what's going to happen with the population of Kali when you are left. So immediately Krishna turns to Rukmini and she says, see, this is the difference between you and the Guru. You are simply uh, thinking of yourself that what will happen to you and what will happen to your family. Here, Narad is thinking about the entire planet. So Krishna addresses Narad Muni and he mentions to Rad Narad Muni that you must go to Jagannath Puri and ask Lord Jagannath, plead to him that if Lord Jagannath desires, I will remain here, no doubt, throughout Kali Yuga. Narad said, oh, there's hope, there's hope. Narad leaves Dwarka. Before him leaving, Krishna mentions, come back and tell me the result. Tell me what Jagannath said. So Narad, he immediately goes, leaves Dwarka, enters uh, Purshottam Shetra, enters Jagannath Puri, um, takes darshan of Lord Jagannath, asks Lord Jagannath that, you know, Krishna is here. Uh, can you make sure that he remains here? Can you make sure that he doesn't leave? Jagannath said, look, this is ordained because, you know, Krishna comes here every day. He appears on the seventh Manu on the daily cycle, the seventh Manu of the 28th Divya Yuga, he appears, so he comes and he leaves. I can't make him stay, but if you really are determined, you have to go to Swetadweep and see the Lord there, because via Swetadweep, all the avatars appear. So you have to petition the Lord there. So Narad Muni immediately leaves Jagannath Puri and enters Vaitadvi. When he enters the spiritual realm, he sees at the end on the altar, there is a personality. And this personality is being worshipped. Uh, on the right-hand side of this personality are all the queens of Dwarka, 16,108 queens. And they're lining up to go on the altar and worship this individual. On the left-hand side of this person are all the gopis. And Narad is mesmerized. He's so mesmerized, he's thinking, how is it that all these individuals are worshipping this person and he's not even Krishna? That doesn't look like Krishna to me. Who the heck is he? So Narad goes closer and closer and he sees on this altar and this individual then calls him forward that come nearer and all these persons are worshipping this individual and Narad is asked by this person who are you and where are you from? Narad mentions I'm from uh, this particular universe um, and Lord Krishna is there now and this person says well I am there now? Narad is taken back but you're not Krishna. And then this individual laughs. He says, no, I am Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I am Krishna and Radharani combined. So what do you want of me? 
and Narad Muni there, he then understands that this is Gauranga Mahaprabhu. And he mentions to Mahaprabhu that will you come with me and be present throughout Kali Yuga? Will you appear? Krishna's appearance is there, it's scheduled. But your appearance is not scheduled. You come out of your sweet will. Mahaprabhu said, yes, okay, you go. So Narad Muni, he leaves and Mahaprabhu says, I will follow you. And Narad then leaves, he enters Dwarka. He's joyous. He's so very, very joyous because he knows that Krishna will remain. And of course, when Narad enters Dwarka, somehow time is frozen and Krishna is there. Krishna is then um, told by Narada that you will remain. Bukmini is very much delighted that Krishna will also remain. But of course, that four and a half thousand years go by. And during that time, when Mahaprabhu appears, Kali Yuga has fully, fully taken its course and entered. And that's how then um, Krishna then eventually leaves and we will then um, mention that there's a whole elaborate uh, pastime of how Krishna departs. Um, and unfortunately, I, I'm probably out of time. I'm well over time. Um, so these are the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And as the verse, the beginning, Krishna is mentioning to Arjuna that um, one who knows the transcendental pastimes, nature of my appearance and activities, uh, does not, upon leaving the body, take his birth again in this material world. The pastimes are truly unique and they're inconceivable. They're absolutely, totally, utterly inconceivable. Um, all we have to do is hear and read and digest these pastimes. Thank you all very, very much. And I shall um, stop here. Uh, if there are any questions, comments, um, I'll gladly uh, take any questions on my screen here. Um, I can't see much. It's my little phone. Um, but uh, yes, Mr. Palmer, Prabhu, Burmar. Hare Krishna. Thank you for listening. Thank you, uh, thank you so much, Prabhu. We really appreciate it. We are really grateful. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, relishing, truly relishing. I get a little too excited uh, when I speak a little, so I pardon me for that. No, no, no. All it's it's really amazing, and I and I'm sure everyone on this call really wishes it didn't stop because it was so encapturing, and it really gave us the opportunity to constantly think of Krishna throughout. So we are really grateful and we thank everyone on the call as well. We do have one quick question. Um, it's just that, um, how many parrots does Radharani have? Oh, they're unlimited. So many of, obviously the chief is, is, is Shuka, Shuka then. Um, but you know, there are unlimited parrots. So many, so many, it's just countless. Okay. Um, just yeah. one more clarification. Um, the book you mentioned, um, it, it was called Shri Krishna Vijaya by Gunaraj Khan. Was that the book? Yeah, Gunjaraj Khan. 
Or Gunjuraj. Uh, it's been translated. Uh, obviously, it's in English now. Um, and uh, printed by Touchstone Media. Um, and, and stamped of approval by the BBT. Uh, and this came out in 2004, I think. Hmm. Uh, we may have it at, at the reception. That's where I got this one several years back. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You received another question. Um, how old was Krishna when he was there when Radharani opened her eyes? It seems like he was able to walk. Yes, well, um, you know, because th 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 that particular, uh, it varies because sometimes it's like 10 weeks, sometimes it's 10 months. Um, there was, a, 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 in this particular kalpa, uh, I do believe it's about 10 months, this particular day. Um, yes, that's, that's what I recollect, um, but I, I, I can look it up again and, and ascertain exact exactly the, the 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 weeks given the months given but that's that information has been given okay thank you thank you so much we really appreciate um again thank you, and ask and answering these questions as well really grateful thank you Prabhu. thank you thank you so now we're going to be announcing our next event um so we'll just post that up on the screen so do save the date we have His Holiness Jayadvaita Swami, who will be giving the next talk on 5th of June. Okay, so 5th of June, save the date, put it in your diaries, and we shall see you all there for this amazing talk. We'll give more information in terms of what the talk's going to be about. Thank you all so much for joining the call. Uh, we are grateful for you all and extremely grateful for you, Neelamada Prabhu. No, no, not at all. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you.